0: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome back to the channel and the podcast it is 12 30 p.m east coast time it is tuesday november 5th and i am here to take our official look in terms of a player pool position by position for the nfl DraftKings fantasy draft whatever it might be for you dfs daily fantasy sports week 10 of the nfl season already week 10 we have the First six team on by, I think we have six more teams on by next week. So it's a 10 game slate, but it's similar to last week where we had the early foreign game in London in the morning. So it still was a 10 game slate and clearly with a 10 game slate, 20 teams playing much more limited options in the salaries and the difference in salaries are more dramatic and um, noticeable. Uh, when there's less players to kind of choose from to kind of work in some values right so what we're going to get this week it seems like similar to last week some priced up players especially at the wide receiver position still Christian McCaffrey exceptionally priced up as he probably should be uh, and it seems like the tight end position is a little bit priced down this week so welcome to the channel if you're new here and the podcast if you're new here audio version how those ears doing my name is Sal Vetri. I do indeed cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL NBA WNBA and the MLB streets appreciate you being here appreciate your support 15,000 subscribers is on the horizon so thank you to each and every single one of you if you get any value from this video or podcast or have before I really appreciate urging you to hit that red subscribe button totally free helps me reach more people allows me to continue doing what I love to do here and that is produce this content for all of you, if you like my content, and you want more exclusive content, the stuff that I spend probably 60-70% of my hours per week on is my exclusive content over on Patreon, both creating that content because realistically what it is is all my research for the week and then I just give that out to people and I do it some just hardcore my notes for the week and I hand that out over there on Patreon and some it's just audio versions uh, from podcast episodes live streams exclusive to patreon so my data sheets projections all that stuff that i use personally each week is available over on patreon you can check it out linked up down below you can also check out linked up down below my social media accounts feel free to follow me over there so let's get into it right please hit the subscribe button as well and if you're listening actually on the audio version if you do leave an audio review and not a lot of people do it's like five a week so you have a really good chance like a 60 percent chance of winning a free ticket into fantasy drafts tournament uh on sunday it's a 25 dollar value the main event That's at least what it's been called. Um, You leave a review on iTunes or whatever platform linked up down below. If you're listening on the audio version, it's as simple as hitting the three dots in the corner of your phone or on your laptop and then just leaving a review. Really appreciate that. Helps me the most boosts up the audio version numbers. So thank you target offense sheet is what's behind my back i make this sheet every single week for really all sports the nba there is one as well uh, which is also on patreon but uh this is what you have here is the target offense sheet just looking at the highest vegas totals you can take a screenshot of this if you need to i think i'm out of the screen a little bit so there you go uh and yeah let's get into the position by position though you see some of the higher total games in the slate we'll surely touch on those when we go through each position quarterback position 120 130 let's make this a little bit blown up for everybody out there so i have a tight pool of quarterbacks that i have interest in this week maybe that changes it probably will a little bit by thursday or friday the final thoughts video and then sunday's closing thoughts podcast as well so starting at the top of this lamar jackson against the Bengals. this man is averaging 79 rushing yards per game more than double anybody else in the league more than double that means anybody else in the slate he's averaging close to 12 fantasy points per game on the ground alone That would be some of the best numbers, not the best, but above average for the running back position this season. He's a quarterback, guys. This is a great spot. He did it against the Bengals a couple weeks back, had a really good game, a fantastic game, really. The Bengals have a bottom 10 pass rush, which is going to lead to more Lamar Jackson upside rushing. Yes, he's 7,300 and very expensive, but a fantastic spot here for a guy who, yeah, obviously I love game stacking and stacking, but maybe the only viable quarterback naked play in the entire league what the hell he just said quarterback naked yes if you're new here that just means not stacking him playing him with some of his other players to correlate the upside he seems like damn near the best cash play on the slate so if you can get up to that um it seems like it's worthwhile the upside in the floor on this guy is just crazy i mean you have the 35 point upside you have the 20 point floor it seems because of his rushing upside so Good spot for Lamar as a nine and a half point favorite. Jameis Winston is interesting. What seems like it could be a really big shootout spot, right? Anybody against his defense, Tampa's defense, Winston's defense is going to have upside. You have the Cardinals coming to town who do have a quality offense and Kyler Murray getting better by the week. And this total, the highest in the slate, 52.5. Jameis Winston's team total, 24.5 is a four and a half point favorite. Arizona is giving up on this slate, the most fantasy points per game, more than Tampa Bay, uh, more than Cincinnati, more than Atlanta, most fantasy points per game to the quarterback position. Winston has been looking very good. The issue, and it's not much of an issue, but trying to play Winston stacks, it's really hard to fit both Goblin and Evans this week with their price tags up, and neither of them really both going off in the same week hard to justify a stack there but i like winston individually we'll see how much i get to him come sunday really good spot for a guy who's averaging 38.4 pass attempts per game and 309 yards per game some of those are the tops or top three on the slate for both of those numbers actually Drew Brees is a 13 point favorite against Atlanta right you target Atlanta this is interesting because he's a 32 team total Atlanta team total only 19 I'm very surprised to see this big of a spread here against Atlanta who does give up 24.9 fantasy points per game third most of the quarterback position on this slate and yeah Brees obviously Michael Thomas is gonna have a great spot if Kamara comes back he's gonna be in a great spot Ted Gandy will even be in a really good spot in this one The concern is how often is he needed to pass? Could it be a Latavius Murray, Alvin Kamara combined for 35 rush attempts, Drew Brees 28 to 30 pass attempts game? I think so as a 13 point favorite. So with the upside of not having a shootout potential here, at least Vegas not projecting anywhere near that, it's concerning to me to see how Drew Brees does get there at an increased price point. But man, this matchup is that good. In a spot where you compare him with a very expensive um, Alvin Kamara and a very, very expensive top of the price tiering at wide receiver Michael Thomas, Breeze does stand out as a guy who makes sense, one of my top five quarterback interests as of right now. On the opposite side of this game, Matt Ryan's another guy who's a top quarterback interest for me. It's just hard to not like Matt Ryan. Yes, he is a 19-team total, but a guy who's throwing 40.7 times per game, highest in the league, highest on the slate, a guy who has 310 passing yards per game, and his defense is going to make sure that they're playing from behind and have to abandon the run. It's happened every week. Vegas is projecting it this week. It's a spot that, yes, Matt Ryan, the team total does scare me, and that is worrisome for sure, projecting him not to at least have no shot is what Vegas is saying in three touchdowns with only a 19-team total. I would, have, I would have expected somewhere around a 24-team total. So it's shocking to me. Yes, their offensive line has been poor. But it's a spot where Matt Ryan should throw the ball 45 times in this one. And you would expect at least something with the weapons that he still has in Austin Hooper, Devonta Freeman, Calvin Ridley. Uh, Julio Jones, of course, should have been the first name out of my mouth. Russell Gage to an extent filling in for Mohamed Sanu. It's a spot where I think his price point is fair at 6,100, and I'm kind of baffled by his team total. Now, I think Vegas is very good at what they do, and I don't want to say that they're wrong here. So I will have some caution moving forward with Matt Ryan for this week because of that team total. We'll see if it comes up. Kyler Murray, now we're getting into my maybes for the people listening on the audio version. Lamar Jackson, Winston and Breeze, Matt Ryan are the four that stand out the most. I have four guys as maybes. Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes are kind of in tier two of the quarterbacks I like. Again, Murray I like a lot. 24-team total, going to be a a four-and-a-half-point underdog. That means they're going to have to press the issue and throw the ball more. Uh, Tampa Bay is facing second-most fantasy points per game to the quarterback position, 25.8. Kyler Murray averages the second-most rushing yards per game on the position and on the season, uh, or on the position right now. And I think the season as well, I think he's still ahead of Josh Allen, ahead of and really only behind Lamar Jackson, who Lamar Jackson has more than double him, so it's just absolutely ridiculous what Lamar is doing. But Kyler Murray does pick you up about 3.5 points per game on the ground, which is always a good upside, right around an extra touchdown pass is what this guy can get you per game on the ground. But he is priced up to 6,500 because of his matchup here which is totally fine because the matchup is a good one but who do you pair him with yes he's throwing the ball downfield a lot more the last three weeks but he's throwing at the Trent Shurfield Demir Bird and Keyshawn Johnson who are all at the very best the word should be used inconsistent in terms of putting up a big performance David Johnson is expected back but he's priced at a range where DraftKings in Vegas this week in terms of props are expecting him to be early props at least expecting him to be in some sort of a share um with a guy who just had the best game of his career in Kenyon Drake. Terry Edmonds expected out. And I don't really want to pair him with David Johnson anyways on limited, somewhat limited, potentially snaps. So it's Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald has been terrible, but this is a good matchup for both Kirk and Fitzgerald. It's just hard for me to want to stack this offense in terms of upside. I like Murray's upside. I like Christian Kirk at his price point. But me having a Fitzgerald, Kirk, and Murray stack seems difficult to see that winning a tournament this week it's cheap it surely is with both of those receivers being cheap but their upside is surely's capped coming out of the slot and not running deep routes for each of them Patrick Mahomes at 7K. Tennessee should be without Malcolm Butler. We'll see later in the week. They do still have Adore Jackson, but you just have really favorable price points on guys like, honestly, Travis Kelsey at 6,400 on on this team. Sammy Watkins, who will have a difficult matchup in the slot against Logan Ryan. Uh, Patrick Mahomes at $7,000. I prefer getting to Lamar Jackson, but you just have more stacking options with Patrick Mahomes. Tennessee's defense has been very, very good this year, so... In terms of being secondary, right? On the ground, they've been well in the air. Malcolm Butler's been a big concern for them, but Logan Ryan has been good in the slot. Adore Jackson on the opposite outside has been very good. So it's a spot where Patrick Mahomes is back. This offense, we know how good it is. If it's low owned, I'll love it even more. He's always going to be of interest to me. $7,000 is just a normal Patrick Mahomes price tag, if not underpriced, to be honest with you. So interest there. Third tier of quarterback interest is both Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones. They're going to be playing in the exact same stadium. Technically, they will be a road and home team here, but they're both playing at home in MetLife. Obviously, they share that stadium. I don't really have a ton of interest in Darnold. Like, his price point is much interesting. You don't have a lot of cheap options on this slate. There's no 4K options that make sense. Mason Ruff and Ryan Finley, no thank you. The low 5K options are Baker Mayfield against Buffalo, no thank you. Ryan Tannehill against Kansas City. I don't really want that Kyle Allen against the Packers no thank you Mitch Trubisky been terrible against Detroit's banged up secondary and playing injured but still no thank you and then you have Ryan Fitzpatrick against Indiana at 5200 who Ryan Fitzpatrick looked good last week just lost Preston Williams just lost Mark Walton due to suspension Preston Williams due to injury and Indiana or Indianapolis sorry the Colts do not allow much big plays so not much on the low end that makes sense. You're choosing for cheap quarterbacks, Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold for the most upside. And they're not the most upside in terms of what you realistically get out of them. Darnold, yes, he has some quality players in terms of Crowder and Robbie Anderson on his team, albeit inconsistent. And Darnold has been terrible this year. The team totals for both of these teams, Darnold at 20 and Daniel Jones at 22 and a half is just not something I want to get to. So they're tier three interest right now. My quarterback pool is very much going to be fixated around Lamar Jackson, James Winston, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, and then probably some sort of secondary options of Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray. Let's get to running back because that was a lot on the quarterback, but hopefully you all enjoyed that. Running back. I have a somewhat small pool for a Tuesday show, 14 players. So at the top, Christian McCaffrey's 10,500. I like it. Look, he's going to continue to be high owned. There's going to be a week where McCaffrey doesn't have 150 yards and two touchdowns. And in that week, he'll probably have like 80 yards in a touchdown. And at 10,500, he won't be needed. So that is surely the risk, but I'm not saying play 100% of him. We'll see where the ownership comes in. He facing the Packers will give up the fifth most receptions per game to running backs and third most rushing yards It's a good spot for McCaffrey. Without a doubt, his team total in this one low though, 21.25. So here's the thing with McCaffrey. I continue to play him at a high clip, 35% of the ownership last week to McCaffrey. Probably should have been more. I'm going to continue to play McCaffrey at high clips. But again, there is going to be a week where this guy does not do well. But for him, it's still going to be a week where he gets you like 16 fantasy points because that's how much opportunity he has. If you were telling me that McCaffrey is doing this on just 20 touches, I would say, okay, well, obviously it's unsustainable. Let's get lower ownership. He's doing it on 27 to 28 touches per week. That's really hard not to have a good week again weak when that happens and now we get to match up against the Packers who have just struggled nonstop against running backs yes you can prioritize taking away McCaffrey on the ground but his running game role there's no linebacker that can or his passing game role there's no linebacker that can stay with him 10,500 he's clearly just playing over his head but you also factor in that the the volume is allowing him to do that if he was going to get 18 touches I would not like him right he's getting close to damn near 30 touches a game closer to 30 than 25 most weeks so yeah McCaffrey's still a top 10 option or top tier option don't really have to explain too much into that and it's a really really good matchup for him against the Packers who give up 29 plus fantasy points per game top five in the slate Saquon at 8,800, Kamara at 8,200. Interest in both of them. We'll see if Kamara is healthy. Atlanta has not been giving up a lot of production to pass catching running backs, but they face no pass catching running backs, right? David Johnson was the only guy they faced in the passing game, and he had a good game so far. They've yet to face McCaffrey or Kamara. They face McCaffrey twice in the next five weeks, Kamara twice in the next five weeks. So we'll see if Kamara is healthy. I do have slight interest more in Kamara um, than Saquon, although Saquon's going to have more secure volume, right, with Wayne Gallman being his only backup. CJ Mosley remains out for the Giants uh, or for the Jets. We'll continue to see how this looks throughout the week maybe Saquon will be shifted but here's the big thing if Saquon and or Kamara are at like 8 to 12 percent owned come Sunday and McCaffrey's at like 35 percent I'm still fine getting heavy ownership to McCaffrey but I always I always will just end up getting double the field on Saquon in that situation and just force myself to get 20 percent because of his talent and upside he'll touch the ball 20 times more times than not and we know what he can do this is a guy who can put up 20 plus points before the half especially in this matchup coming out of the passing game against the Jets so Next tier of options, Marlon Mack and Nick Chubb. Marlon Mack, 7K, Nick Chubb, 7K. They're the same price. One's going to have a lot of ownership. Naturally, Nick Chubb always gets a lot of ownership, but maybe the matchup versus Buffalo shrinks that, although Buffalo has not been that great. Middle of the pack, we saw them just get torn up by the Eagles in the past week. We saw Nick Chubb have his probably worst game of his season so far against Denver, but overall he's number one in breakaway percentage, top five in elusiveness, top three running back this season according to Pro Football Focus, only behind Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey. I like Nick Chubb a lot if he's at lower ownership. Marlon Mack's matchup against Miami ten and a half point favorite with potentially having Brian Hoyer as his quarterback, which means maybe we should just feed Marlon Mack a lot more. Marlon Mack, the matchup against Miami they're giving up top four fantasy points top three fantasy points per game to the running back position we know that Miami's giving up a lot of points there they're just giving up a lot of overall attempts Marlon Mack the problem is no passing game work but he doesn't really need it he's averaging 19.88 rushing attempts per game that is only barely behind Christian McCaffrey for second highest on the slate he's going to get the volume in a good matchup I just want to see what the ownership is if Marlon Mack's 30% owned and a guy like Nick Chubb's 15% I'm just going to get very heavy ownership on Nick Chubb there double the field or maybe a little bit less 25% and just come under the field on Marlon Mack That said, though, it's a great spot for Mac. And honestly, it's a sneaky good spot for Nick Chubb. I want to see what the ownership looks like. Le'Veon Bell is getting, he's seeing a specialist, saw an MRI. They brought in whoever it was, like Josh Adams. They said it wasn't because of Le'Veon Bell. They just wanted to block another team from getting him, whatever it might be. Keep an eye on Le'Veon Bell because at 6,900, I have a lot of interest. We saw him get 25 touches. We saw him get, what, six or eight catches in in the receiving game last week. And I don't think this was just a fluke that his touches came up. He talked to his head coach, Adam Gaze, about his role in the offense. And they said that they were on the same page leaving it and that he's happy with how the meeting went, which pretty much says we're going to get more work to Le'Veon Bell. And they did that. 25 total touches last week had probably maybe the best game of the season so far for Bell for Lev Bell so 6900 if he's fully healthy I do like him Derrick Henry the price tag comes up a lot $700 is a lot he has a really good matchup though Kansas City dead last in the league against the running back position I do have some interest in Derrick Henry in a 6k range where especially if Bell is out is really flat at running back but I don't expect myself to get there all that much the best play on the slate for me below 6k at running back is David Montgomery Mike Daniels This Detroit Lions run defense is giving up the most fantasy points per game to the um, position of running back. And now they're not without Mike Daniels. They have not been without him. He hasn't even been close to practicing. We'll see if Mike Daniels practices this week. But if he's out, even better for Montgomery. Montgomery last week saw three receptions. Montgomery's offense only ran 45 plays last week. Mitch Trubisky, 45 overall plays. So their offense, 45 plays back-to-back weeks of 73 percent of the snaps he's taking over this workhorse role on this team at the running back position no mike davis snaps last week has not been playing which is good for montgomery and cohen has been used as the primary backup so Really good matchup for Montgomery. Continues to see snaps, continues to see volume. And yes, he was very much touchdown dependent last week with two touchdowns, but he also picked up over six fantasy points in the receiving game in a week where it was as bad as it gets. Only 20 pass attempts for Mitch Trubisky, 45 total offensive plays, runs, and this guy still gets there. So if that's rock bottom, and I get it, touchdowns are very hard to rely on, but against a, a Detroit team that's giving up uh, this third most touchdowns per game on the ground and most fantasy points, I like this spot. I'm hoping David Montgomery uh, does not. Uh, pick up a lot of ownership because i like him here those are my primary options at running back mccaffrey barkley Kamara, marlon mack nick chubb slightly prefer nick chubb if he's lower owned than marlon mack right now we'll see Le'Veon bell derrick henry and david montgomery the guy that i like the least out of all those guys is probably derrick henry The guy that I like the most is definitely McCaffrey, Montgomery, those two up there, and then probably Nick Chubb. After that, Aaron Jones is a maybe for me. He's just priced up to a spot where, yes, Devontae Adams is back, and Jones can still be a very good play, but he's priced up. like He's above Chubb. He's similar to Le'Veon Bell. He's above Marlon Mack. It's just tough for me to want to get there. I mean, he's only $800 off of Kamara. Um, Tough for me to want to get there. I do think he's really good. Uh, Carolina's allowing top five fantasy points per game to running back. It's a little bit skewed, though, because they've given up 11 rushing touchdowns david johnson i have as a maybe and it's really just a question mark because i don't know what they're going to do here he's expected to suit up Kenan drake comes off his career best game uh, so i don't think it's going to be a full run for david johnson really tough matchup on the ground against the number one rush defense in tampa bay so honestly david johnson the only reason i have some interest and he's a maybe is because his team has a 24 implied team total and he just has um, a very low price point of 5700 but that said right now as we do this live i'm going to make him a no Just, I mean, Tampa Bay has been the best run defense in the league, not for fantasy. Well, for fantasy as well, in terms of DraftKings, in the 16-point-per-game range fantasy points allowed, but also just in real life some secondary options Devin Singletary against Cleveland tough matchup but he's seen 60 plus percent of the snaps each of the last two weeks he's just a playmaker I prefer David Montgomery but I do have interest in Singletary Ronald Jones I have is a maybe but I lean not to get him he's very cheap at 4300 has a good matchup and I get it he had a good game last week and everybody's back on the Ronald Jones stream but this ma- this backfield is a mess the snaps go all over the place he only played 53 percent of the snaps last week and pretty much he was propped up by a touchdown uh, and he had a touchdown in the receiving game which is not something I would expect to continue to happen and his offense also ran a ton of offensive plays in a game where there's like a 70 combined combined total I also don't expect that to happen a lot so if that's the ways that he gets to there that he gets there in 53% of the snaps I don't think it's going to be consistent and then Miami's backfield but Mark Walton suspended Kalen Balaj, he's not good the Colts defense is good in terms of the running game, they're not giving up a lot of points. Kalen Blige, I don't expect to be the main guy. If you see Miles Gaskin active, and there's a really good chance Miles Gaskin, who played in the preseason, can be active and play 50-plus percent of the snaps at $3,000 flat. I don't love it, but the price point I love. So keep an eye on that. They're going to activate another running back for sure. I'd expect it to be Miles Gaskin, maybe Lard. If it's Miles Gaskin, there's much more upside there as he's a guy who can catch the ball moving on to wide receiver where i'm always going to have a lot of interest but this week not not so much 19 right now for a tuesday show is is a little bit um not as much as it will be and it'll get filtered down this is the hardest spot to really parse through on a tuesday uh, because you have so many top end receivers that i have to break down into matchups michael thomas if you want to prioritize him at 8300 seems completely fine i'm not going to tell you michael thomas is a bad play it's just a matter of if you're getting to mccaffrey it might be harder to get to michael thomas because that's a lot of money to spend on two players right Mike Evans and Godwin $7,600 for Evans $7,400 for Godwin I think both of them are in play I slightly prefer Godwin here Mike Evans off to face some Patrick Peterson on the outside who in a very limited sample of two games or so this season has not looked fantastic has an interception has made a couple of good plays but overall coverage does not look fantastic Evans continues just to lead the league right now in red zone targets at 14 he's been absolutely fantastic last past couple of weeks past three out of four weeks Evans has just popped off and Goblin has kind of taken a back seat I think that shifts a little bit this way. I like Goblin a little bit more as of Tuesday. Overall, though, I'll have interest in both. Devontae Adams, I like at 6,900. It's too cheap of a price point. I don't think he gets James Bradbury's shadow treatment. Even then, though, it's very hard to shut down Devontae Adams. He's so cheap. This is the thing. Adams is what, $500 too cheap? You have one of the best quarterbacks, probably the best in terms of accuracy, quarterback in the league, throwing you the ball to fit into tight windows. You're probably the best red zone wide receiver right there with a um, DeAndre Hopkins of the past three seasons. So it's 6,900 for a guy I would expect to see like 12 targets in this game. Yes, 12 targets. With a 26.75 team total, it's hard for me to ignore Devontae Adams, especially if he's at low ownership. I'm not worried about Bradbury if he does see a lot of him. I don't expect it to be a shadow, like I said. And even then, I think. Adams still has a positive matchup. Zach Pascal, T.Y. Hilton should remain out. We'll see. We'll track that. I expect it to be the case. Zach Pascal will take over as the number one receiver for like a second to third straight week for Indianapolis against Miami. We even saw what Brian Horry, had a connection. 5,300 is a good price point for a guy playing 90 plus percent of the snaps for two straight weeks and showing a lot of impressive catches out there. Christian Kirk at 5,200. Yeah, look, the matchup against Tampa Bay, this is the main guy that I want. I want Christian Kirk. Unless something happens with David Johnson and Kenyon Drake becomes available for a full workload, It's just Christian Kirk. I want Christian Kirk over Larry Fitzgerald. Christian Kirk, I mean, you have Tampa Bay giving up the most fantasy points per game to the wide receiver position at 48. You have Christian Kirk right now averaging 8.8 targets per game, which is absolutely fantastic. It's very hard to ignore that targets per game. Even though they're low ADOT targets, 8.4 air yards per target is not great. But at 8.8 targets per game, And $5,200, if he's going to project out for somewhere around 13 fantasy points as a median, then the touchdown just smashes that price point. And for the most part, you need your wide receivers to catch touchdowns anyways if you want to win a tournament. Kirk seems like a really good cash play with tournament upside. Jarvis Landry is my last yes at wide receiver. I just think that $4,900 is a really nice price point for a guy who saw 13 targets last week. He remains to be the guy, and again, he remains to be the guy that they target the most. And against zone defenses, you beat his own defense with a run, so Nick Chubb, and you also beat his own defense in Buffalo. You have Tredavious White lining up on the left side of the field a ton. He should see some Odell, but not a lot. You also beat his own defense with short passes to the slot receiver Jarvis Landry. So I do like him. The price point just doesn't even move since last week, barely moves, I think like $400 or so. I like that spot. And then I have loads of maybes. Tyreek Hill, I like a lot. He's pretty close to a yes for me, if not a yes against Tennessee. They're going to have Adore Jackson, who's been very good uh, in the secondary. So that'll probably be the matchup that he sees the most. But again, Tyreek Hill's matchup proof. Julio Jones at $7,500. Fine if you want to get there. Kenny Galladay at 7 k Fine if you want to get there. A tougher matchup against Chicago. Lower team total. Um, Kenny Galladay, pretty much with a low team total, he is the number one receiver on the team that throws the fourth most on the slate. So he's going to be interesting to me. John Brown at 6K, fair price point continued for him against a matchup for Denzel Ward, who has not been that great this season. John Brown continues to have a reasonable price point with a realistic floor on him. And then everybody else is just secondary options. We'll parse through these guys more on the Thursday or Friday show, but Calvin Ridley, Hollywood Brown, Jamison Crowder, all those guys just kind of fall into a meh category for me that I have some interest, but got to break them down a little bit more. Teams that or players that stand out somewhat, Devontae Parker at 4,800. Price point only comes up $400 after a decent game, and now no Preston Williams and also no, um, no Preston Williams and no Mark Walton. So, a, a better spot for Devontae Parker, of course. Although the Colts do play a pretty stingy zone defense to limit big plays, I do like Robbie Anderson at 4,700. I'm going to make him a yes right now. This is a tournament-only play, of course, but Robbie Anderson, I mean, at 4,700 against this defense that he's going to be going up against this week in the Giants, Janoris Jenkins or DeAndre Baker, whoever it might be, terrible defensive backs on the outside. It's just a good spot to have that Robbie Anderson, just big play upside. You're looking for him at low ownership, which is what you should get. I do like, um, let me just see this. I do like... Robbie Anderson at that price point for this matchup, 43.9 fantasy points per game, is the second highest on the slate is what the Giants are giving up. Final guys that make this list as sort of just dart throws in the cheap range are Jakeem Grant and Russell uh, Gage. Don't have a ton of interest. They probably don't get a lot of opportunity overall. They're just dart throws for a Tuesday show. Auden Tate at $4,000 will play on the outside. If there is no A.J. Green this week, that's a big if, but he has. Auden Tate this season, let me get to it he has 13 red zone targets 30 percent of the team's share and he didn't even play like the first two or three weeks as a primary receiver he started becoming like the wide receiver four week or, or wide receiver three week four of the season so pretty impressive he's a touchdown or bust type of guy though in my opinion let's get the tight end tight end's is really tight pool for me this week it's travis kelsey and austin hooper probably going to get 60 percent of my ownership to be honest with you travis kelsey's price point comes down to 6400 and mahomes is back I'm going to smash button that all day long. Austin Hooper in a game where his team only has a 19 implied total, but should be throwing a ton from behind here. Maybe some soft zones in the middle of the field. 5,500, I like that. Outside of that, it becomes a crapshoot. Mark Andrews only plays 34% of the snaps last week. I think it's just fluky, I think, right? Cincinnati, he's spaced this year six catches for 99 yards in a game where there was no Hollywood Brown, so a little bit skewed. Mark Andrews is my last yes, but I don't, I'm not too confident in that. After that, Evan Ingram versus the Jets is a maybe. Greg Olson is a maybe at 3,600 for the Packers, who have really struggled against any quality tight ends. Hunter Henry, really good game. Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey, and Darren Waller all had high quality games against them greg olson nowhere near that caliber still but running a lot of routes top five in routes running the league 3600 is a fair price point ryan griffin is only going to be a yes if herndon is out but i think herndon's back so i'm going to make him a no and lastly if you're looking to punt the tight end position i think there's two viable punt options below 30 um well one below 3500 and that would be mike Gesicki, who had the best game of his career last game no preston williams no mark walton should lead to more opportunities for Gesicki. i'd say it leads to more for jakeem grant albert wilson and alan hearns the wide receivers but should also lead to more targets in the middle of the field for Mike Gesicki. You would imagine maybe one to two more targets in this one. And then I do think Jack Doyle is interesting as a maybe. He's $3,600. We saw him get in the end zone last week. He's going to have a quality matchup for sure this week against Miami. Who knows how much they have to pass, but Brian Hoyer in there showed a little bit of a connection with Jack Doyle, primarily a connection, though, with Zach Pascal. So to be honest with you, I have like three players, Kelsey, uh, Hooper, and Andrews listed as yes. Then maybe's Ingram, Olsen, Gesicki, and Doyle. But to be honest, like I'm not shocked to see Travis Kelsey be 50% owned or higher for me at tight end this week just because the pool's so disgusting. I, I might as well get to players that I think can get me 25 points. And those guys are Kelsey, Hooper, Andrews, and Ingram for the most part. I'd rather not try and punt all that much with guys who more times than not get me like 7 points or 8 points in Doyle, Gesicki, and Olsen. So that's where I'm at on Tuesday. Hopefully you all are having a great start to your week, your whole great start to your DFS week, work week, whatever it might be. I do appreciate you tuning in and showing me the support that you continue to do. Let me know down below in the description, who is your favorite wide receiver below the 7k range to be targeting this week? Maybe it's in the 6k, 5k, or 4k range. Let me know that down below. Hit the subscribe button before you leave. And if you could rate and review the podcast episode, if you're listening on that version, or if you're listening on the video version you want to do that, it's linked up down below to be entered into a chance to win a fantasy draft ticket for sunday's event 25 dollar value totally free to enter some guy got that ticket and then he won i think it was a thousand dollars i don't know you could you could leave it in the comments if you're watching this he dm'd me so it was pretty cool to actually see that payoff zero dollars into a thousand just like that for free ticket into a thousand so i'm um, not saying that's going to happen that is um what is what is the prompt uh, that is not guaranteed to happen do not come after me if it does but just wanted to let you know that there's a possibility anyways the rate and review really does help me hit the subscribe button follow me on my social medias and my exclusive content is linked down below on patreon stuff has already been released for this week and stuff stuff S-T-U-F-F. I think I spelled it right. S-T-U-F-F. Yes, I did. Uh, we'll continue to release throughout the week. So my name is Thank you so much for continuing to support me. You all freaking rock. Have a great rest of your day. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you can please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.